0: Welcome to Through the Looking Glass. This podcast takes a look of how our perceptions of ourselves and the world around us impacts how we relate to one another. The goal is to use the Looking Glass Theory as a foundation while we discuss societal, cultural, and mental health concepts that allow us to build authentic relationships as we become authentic to ourselves, attracting the connections meant for us. So sit back, relax, and join in on the conversation. everyone welcome to the season two of through the looking glass i'm so excited to start this new experience you probably have noticed the new branding the new entity that we're coming with we are looking to be more inclusive when it comes to the variety of guests that we have and we're hoping that we are able to do the bridging that's needed between men and women in the black community so we can work on unity and developing relationships that last so before we get started we're just going to go through and introduce our guests we have victor jones from podcast the liquor podcast you go ahead and say hi to our listeners victor
1: What's going on ladies and gentlemen like this is Victor coming coming from Florida. I'm podcasting out of Florida and I'm the man of that liquor talk podcast. I'm just hoping to bring some good vibes good energy. Thank you Michelle for having me on this conversation. By the way I checked out the branding the branding looks beautiful you guys see you doing your thing already doing it up for season two. Now that's just a little bit but I love about me I've been podcasting for like three years now. Um, I'm closing on a season finale you know what I'm saying we're closing out season three of look at talk and um I pot with so many different black podcasts I love it I love making new connections like I said um on look at talk we're gonna have the tough conversations and we have conversations like this and we're gonna bring it to you real straight and uncut you know what I'm saying I'm we'll gonna give it to you straight no chaser and also to answer your question about um, why we need to have these conversations so we know what to expect when we get into these relationships. If a level of relationships is, if we know what to expect, then then it's not that hard, you know what I'm saying? And so many times people, we don't listen to each other. So we need to have these conversations until changes are made. And it's also, and you can never stop growing too, because sometimes these conversations might help, help enhance relationships. So that's what it's all about. It's not about bashing people. It's about making relationships better. So that's why I'm happy to be on this conversation. Thank you, Michelle. And shout out to everybody on her too. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking forward to a great conversation tonight.
0: Thank you, Victor. I'm looking forward to it too. I'm so excited to have you on here. And that's how I like it. Straight No Chaser. So I can't wait to see what develops as we talk about these topics. I'm going to jump over to Chris. Chris, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners and let us know why you feel it's important to have these type of conversations.
2: Hey, what's going on? My name is Chris. Um, I think it's important to have these conversations because when you take the time to have critical conversation, it removes the mist, the, the fog that's keeping us from seeing actually what's going on, what's necessary or what's needed. Uh, I myself, um, I'm in my second marriage, we've been married for two years, and the difference between this and my first marriage is that we had no pr- no problem having critical conversations to start, and it helped just open doors, uh, open gateways, uh, close some doors that need to be closed uh, before we took this step, and since then, uh, what what's really helped us is uh, not only helping each other, but helping others. So we kicked off Kiss and Chris, um, which you can find us on Facebook uh, and on Instagram under Kiss and Chris. And it's really just to help people grow, help people develop, help pick up tools that you might've missed coming up in your relationships or dealing with the opposite sex. So again, thank you for having me on, Michelle. Uh, It's my big sis. Um, I, I appreciate being here.
0: I'm so excited to have you on as well. And just a little inside note for the listeners. I've known Chris since he's been in like elementary school. So (laughs) I guess way back with Chris, he's like a brother from another mother. So I'm excited (laughs) to have him on and I can't wait to see what develops as he adds his experience to the conversation. Now we're going to go on over to my co-host, the only other female on the call, on the pod today. Nicole, why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners?
3: Hello, everybody. My name is Nicole. I am a certified emotional intelligence um, consultant. I am life coach certified, so that's kind of the lane that I'll be speaking from. Um, I think it's important to have these types of conversations because a lot of times when we are trying to dissect... Um, what the real issue is we tend to listen through our wounds as opposed to listening from an open heart and an understanding place so these types of conversations via podcast allow the listener to hear what is being said without listening to respond so I think it's important that we come together um, so we can have better relationships via better communication and listening so thank you again I'm glad to be here.
0: Absolutely. And I'm glad to have your experience on the call. Um, and yeah, and, and as I was talking to Chris a little earlier today before we started on the podcast, that it's always important to have friends and family who are able to hold you accountable and redirect you when you might be going off into another direction. And Nicole has been that for me multiple times. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, she probably could put it on her resume. <laughs> I find myself going, yeah, yeah, I I kind of get lost a lot. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm very, very thankful for her. So as we get started, I just want to remind everyone who's listening that the goal of this conversation is unity and understanding and having a transparent discussion between Black men and women on insight in how we need to get to a space where we can understand and work together without blame and judgment. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and throw the first question out, and I'm going to direct this um, to Victor. So as as a male, um, sometimes in female conversations, we might think the term commitment as something extremely different um, than what men do. So the first question I have, if you could tell every Black woman from your point of view, what do you need to know, or what do we need to know about commitment as it relates to the male? When we say the term commitment, what does that do to you all as men or from what your experience has been with yourself and with others? Why are we so disconnected on that terminology? And then after Victor, that question is gonna go to you, Chris.
1: All right. Is that simple for me. It's like we're, connect, we're trying to connect the wrong ones. It's like a puzzle piece. We're trying to fit it into a puzzle, a piece that just don't fit. And so many times we find ourselves getting frustrated when when the, the piece doesn't fit, you know what I'm saying? Because men will show you signs that they are ready for commitment. You just got to pay attention, you know what I'm saying? It's like, so it, that goes to us men too. Women are going to give you signs that they want a commitment, you know what I'm saying? And if you don't believe them, it's like, you, you can't get mad at us, you know what I'm saying, because we shown you the signs that we're not ready for commitment, no matter how much effort you put into it. And it's like, if a man shows you he's not ready for commitment, you got to you got to believe it at the first time. It's like, you know how they say they say once a person shows you who they really are, you're supposed to believe them. Well, that's what you're supposed to believe if a man shows you that he's not ready for commitment. Now, can some man change? Yeah, it's possible, but I wouldn't bank on it
0: so you. you're, what you're saying is it's more of when you're saying they're signs so what would be some of the signs that someone is ready and what are some of the signs that a male shows when they're not ready i'm pretty sure i'm very familiar with the not readies but for the <laughs> sake of the listeners <laughs> yeah, yeah what i
1: is, think we're all familiar with it a uh, sign the man is ready if he's doing things that he's uh, that he normally doesn't do like for example if like he's checking in all the time. If he's being consistent with the communication and he's being consistent with planning events and he's always trying to plan events for y'all to spend time together, you know what I'm saying? And if everything he's doing is consistent from spending time with you, from handling business in the bedroom to how he communicates with you, if everything about him screams that he's ready for commitment, you you gotta capitalize on that. And so many times people will see all those signs and then they will just they will get everything they want it's just not in the form they want it in if that makes Mm. sense you know what i'm saying because they want it out of somebody you know somebody they may be attracted to or somebody they feel like they they just want you know what i'm saying because lust is a very dangerous game you know what i'm saying and so it's so sometimes it can be like that and a sign a man isn't ready for commitment if he's doing the opposite if he's talking to you but he's still talking to other women you know what i'm saying that's a big sign that he's not ready for commitment and if he's not doing the things you ask of him without you asking him multiple times that's another sign that this man is just not ready for commitment and also another thing a bonus sign for you if he hasn't healed and you can pick up on the fact that he hasn't healed from his previous wounds because we all have wounds and if he's taking it out on you that's
0: obviously Sunday. He ain't ready for commitment. Amen to that. That 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 hit a trigger spot for me. You are so correct. <laughs> <laughs> so correct. And how about um, you, Chris? What is your viewpoint when you were talking about commitment? And if there is anything you could tell every black woman, what would that be as it relates to the term commitment?
2: Um, as far as commitment goes, I w- I would say to my black women, that you know, just be a re- be realistic in how you move and how you think. Bel- like like uh, Victor was saying earlier, you know, believe what he not only believe what he says, you know, um, but but pay attention to what he does because that's going to tell the story. I mean, if a man doesn't want to commit, trust me, he won't. Mm-hmm. And if he believes he can get away with you just accepting what the situation is or as a lot of women I hear a lot of women say situationships that's exactly what they're going to they're going to do they're going to operate in it they're going to they're going to bask in it because you're allowing them to so be clear uh if you want a commitment because he understands exactly what you mean there's no point whether it was during my youth when I was probably more of a womanizer uh or in my adulthood as uh I was dating and Uh, looking for a relationship uh, dating with purpose um, I knew exactly what a commitment was it's just the difference was whether I wanted it or not and how I operated in order to get what I wanted where you know within what she would allow so I think it's it's important for women to step out of a more hypergamous mindset and not be so as concerned with status, or as concerned with uh, looks, or a high value male, quote unquote, or even a high value sexual male. Uh, Not to be so concerned with that, but be more concerned with your well-being, mentally and emotionally. And if he's going to bring those things to the table, that's great, if he's not, then you move on. Uh, the, one of the greatest lessons I learned uh, during my second time around dating uh, was it's plenty of fish in the sea. Like, it, it, he doesn't have to be the one. There's plenty you know. of garbage in the sea, too. Plenty of yeah, garbage. Yeah, th- there that is. Part. There is, but you, <laughs> you, you have... <laughs> see, you, uh, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to give it back, but we... Men and women, but especially our women, because this is something I tell my daughter, you cannot allow yourself to be simply a being who reacts to stimuli. Between your reaction and, and the stimuli is choice. And you have to choose to make healthy reactions. So if somebody's showing you that commitment isn't their thing, which they will show you, then you move forward, simple as that.
0: You guys make it sound so straightforward. So, and and I know that it is, I know that it is as I listen to this, but then when you wrap up emotions all into it, and it's something that I talk, I talk about a lot is that emotional, emotional investment space or that, that part in the connection when there's an emotional investment, it makes it so much more difficult. But like you both said, you gotta look at the signs and if you choose to stay, then you're taking that responsibility on. Um, I'm going to throw it to Nicole so she can ask her question to the both of you. But yeah, as a female, the term commitment, um, I don't know. I, I've just had so many different experiences where it's seen with a negative connotation. But I guess you both are saying if there's a dude who is ready to commit, it's not a negative thing at all. Is that, is that correct?
2: That's that's that, correct.
1: Yes, that is definitely correct. You know what I'm saying? Believe them, they out here.
2: Yeah believe they it or not. It's, you just it's gotta
1: you gotta put aside the PTSD you have from previous relationships and the previous stigmas you have from men, or uh, whether it be the ones that are in your family or like I said are the ones you deal with like the friendships or whatever, because they out here.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree with Victor. There I know plenty of good men. Who want relationships they want not just a relationship they want to find a wife they want to help me oh really? oh really
0: chris now yeah. we need to start a whole day and all right ladies all right ladies stay he tuned lying. he's yeah. not lying we might need to start a, a whole little area because myself um nicole can speak for herself but a lot of my friends like they must not be in south carolina i'm just saying i'm
1: just
0: just saying
1: come to florida
0: well hey you know what i was told i was told in a previous podcast that i might need to move so i don't know i don't know i'm gonna throw it it over to nicole if you want to go ahead yeah i know god i know i know all right nicole your turn go ahead and uh let's see what else we got what jewels of wisdom that we have coming back
3: at us Okay, so I have a couple of questions, guys, and um, one of the questions, since we were talking about dating, is I hear, you know, on social media, on Clubhouse, you know, all kinds of dating advice, and so I'm going to take this opportunity to ask you all, what is your perspective on having a rotation? If you don't know what that is, I can definitely expand.
2: Yeah, you mind if I take this first, Victor? You got it. All right. So <clears throat> uh, after my divorce, I started dating, and I studied dating. I taught. I spent time with my therapist, and uh, you know, we we worked together and agreed on a time when we would date. But I uh, I started dating. Um, I would do three at a time, and the reason I would date in rotation is, and I believe that's what you mean. Am I correct? You're absolutely correct. So, and the reason for it was, number one, I didn't want to do the old way of dating where I tie myself down to someone immediately. Because the more time you spend with someone, the more, uh, like, you just get drawn in. Uh, the Complicated. Both yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I decided to date more than one woman at a time. Um, the way I kept that safe for me and for the woman, because I had been hurt, I didn't want to hurt anybody else. I didn't want anyone else to feel the way I felt was i excluded sex from dating. So for me, it was just dating multiple women and enjoying myself, never expecting a wife or anything to come from it. Just really trying to get to know the woman. And uh, I cycled women out depending on how many dates we went on, how much I enjoyed myself. I moved them up from one to three. If you stayed in three too long, I, I cycled you out said, hey, you know, I really enjoyed going out with you, but, I, you know, I don't think this, I don't see us going anywhere. And I just was honest about it and I moved on to the next woman. Um, And it worked really well for me. Um, Actually, that's how I met my wife. So um, yeah, I, I think it's perfect. It really allows you a chance to also, to see what else is there and what you might think is great, then you date somebody else and you like, oh, that wasn't as great as I thought it was. And and it just opens you up to more opportunity and really allows you to actually get to know the person and not just get involved and connected emotionally and spiritually with the person.
3: Chris, if you can see my face right now, if you can see my face. <laughs> I, have, I have two follow-up questions and, and I'll also, uh, Victor, I'll give these to you as well. One, um, were you ever in a, in a woman's rotation? And then two, what is your
2: perception of a female that has a rotation? So, uh, yes, I, I was in a woman's rotation. Um, and it was something I discussed with women straight up. So if you saw me out and about and I was with somebody else, there's no need for you to get upset or angry or anything. You know, uh, I, I believe in dating as just dating. I'm just getting to know you. If I want to go further, I will tell you, I want to date you exclusively. So uh, I made all of that very clear. And I didn't mind being in a woman's rotation. I mean, one of the things I've seen is that a lot of men have a problem with competition. And so you hear things like, Oh, she, she's seeing all these guys. Or, or you didn't hear the names, you know, she's a slut, she's a whore or whatever. But you know, Really, I mean, that's what nature created us to be. This is a competition. You know, I believe in natural selection. You're here because uh, some male ancestor and some female ancestor were better than the rest. So I believe in competition. It's in nature. If you look at the bald eagle, she judges a, a man, a male eagle, based on how well he flies and how well he can build a nest. If he can't do those things, she's going to find another mate. So, me personally, I have no problem with competition. I believe in who I am. And if you're not, I believe that if I wasn't compatible with you, then I would be better compatible with someone else. I never let looks or money or whatever lead me in that direction. It was all about connection for me. I like that. Um,
3: Okay, Victor, the first question, do you remember it or do you want me to go over it?
2: Uh
1: you can run it back for a minute. You can run it back. So the f-
3: the first question was uh what is your perspective on having a rotation?
1: Okay, my perspective on having a rotation is something that I learned early that it's just something you need to do, but you gotta be quiet about it, meaning you can't be bragging about it. You just gotta do it in silence, you know what I'm saying? You gotta you just gotta you just gotta and let the met- and let the best person win um, because the best person is going to win. You know what I'm saying? Because like they say, the cream rises to the top, you know, right. so and I've also learned it. And also if you put all your eggs in one basket, you're going to get hurt. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be feeling some type of way if it doesn't work out, you know what I'm saying? So it's like what I've learned with dating and rotation is if one person don't work out, you're like, Oh, well, guess what? Somebody else is going to step up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you, but it does get to a point where, If you get to that point of you found a one and you realize this is the one, then that's when you just shut it down. Now, have I been in a rotation? I probably was. It wouldn't surprise me if um if I was. And honestly, I don't care because I'm embracing competition because. I don't, I don't mind the aspect of competition, but I know deep down within myself that if you don't choose me, you're losing the prize and you, because I know where my future is headed. I know how hard I'm working and how hard I'm grinding. It's like everything I'm manifesting is going to come to me. You know what I'm saying? So don't you say you might want to get me while the stock is still low, because once my price gets to a certain range. You, you you might just got to put me on that way, and even you after know, you put me on that way, you're not gonna be able to afford me. So you know what? So work on the competition because you know what? And if I lose, if I win, great. If not, oh well. Because you know what? At the end of the day, I know I'm a king, and I know my price is up. Is only going up from here. I hey, love
2: beat it. your chest, bro. Beat your
3: chest. Yes. Talk your talk. I hear you. No. That's, that's how
1: men got to think, you know what I'm saying? Because if you don't have confidence about yourself, that is a turnoff to women. So it's like you got to think like that, you know, because because you see it too many times where people done made the wrong choice and you're looking like, yeah, you could have had me, but hey, you wanted to settle. So
3: yeah, I, I agree with that. And now what is your perspective or what's your opinion about a woman that has a rotation?
1: um i'm saying hey that just means i got she gotta do what she gotta do that's, that's just how i feel it's like i'm okay with that you know what i'm saying you just gotta do what you gotta do and you know what i'm saying you should as a man we shouldn't be concerned about her rotation because you should have it in your mind that i'm gonna put my best foot forward and i'm gonna put forth my best effort and i'm gonna leave it all on the date and if it don't work out well hey at the end of the day she missing out so hey let a woman have me a rotation. If I ain't number one, then hey, I'm going to work my way. And if I don't, I'm i going to work my way to being number one, if she does not give me that opportunity to be number one, I'm going to stop.
3: I okay.
0: know why I'm saying that now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, so the reason why I was asking about the perception about the female is, um, from what I understand, is the perception of a female that dates multiple people is she is sexually active with the multiple right. people. So Chris, I'm glad that you said that the way to properly handle a rotation is to not have sex with your rotation. So
2: that's yeah. what I was asking about the, the the female perspective. Can I say one more thing, Nicole? Absolutely. Um, you know, as as, as far as uh, a rotation goes, I, I want I want to make this clear. The way I did my rotation, uh, it it was very very straightforward very concise and you know I I I didn't it wasn't about playing around with nobody or anything like that uh we went from dating if if we got so far with dating where I still want to date you over other women and you're number one for several weeks then okay I'm going to ask you for to date you exclusively if I date you exclusively and I like where it's going then I'm going to ask you for a relationship if I like the relationship and I like where the relationship is going, then I'm going to begin to court you. Once I court you, I am courting you to marry. You. So it's very straightforward with me. And so, like I said, so there's I, levels.
3: So there's levels. You are absolutely. dropping gems right now.
2: You are absolutely. dropping gems
3: right now.
0: Okay. Because it's, I'm it's, sitting
3: here,
0: the Scorpio placement in me, I and maybe because I'm an introvert, I don't have the patience nor the time to have a rotation. like I need to, uh, if, I, if I see somebody, we vibing, we vibing. I legit do not have the time to say, okay, I'm gonna put you here and then I'm gonna entertain this person, then I'm gonna entertain, like, I legit can't do that. Like So it's so interesting to hear you two are like, hey, it's cool, let's do it. That's what we are supposed to do. That explains a lot.
2: I don't, That's I can't natural. do it. It's, un- it's unnatural, it's unnatural for you to just randomly go out and choose someone. That's unnatural
0: no it's unnatural for me or in my opinion for me personally to say i'm entertaining five different dudes i can't do it like i need to focus i need to i don't i don't have the time who has the time listen listen, michelle
1: i I agree with you on the whole time thing so it's like if i'm talking to somebody if i'm talking multiple people i'm not going to be bragging about it i'm going to be like I'm just gonna let it flow naturally and see who who my connection is and who I gravitate towards and then once I've heard who I gravitate towards then I'm gonna cut everybody else off you know what I'm saying
3: okay. right okay. right part of the, okay. part of the issue is I think when it comes to dating like it's just dating um, and I think a lot of times we take it too serious off the rib and yes. we, it's almost like friends it's almost Michelle like if you were to say oh my god I can't have I can't entertain this amount of friends. You can call five friends in a week and chop it up and have that experience I don't think with I them. I have that many. I don't think I. Well, even even if you had three, you know, three people that you contact and can, you know, you're in communication with weekly. That's what the dating is. It's having an experience with a person without a title attached to it. To it, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of times some of us women kind of hold on and, you know, put put a title on it or wait on it to where it's more than it needs to be at that moment and and then like Chris said it didn't go through the channels
0: so there's no smashing then it's not like you're smashing all these people
3: no absolutely not absolutely no
0: no. okay I I was just like that
3: doesn't mean that that doesn't (laughs) I mean here's a major key you probably wouldn't use your rotation for that
1: no you definitely wouldn't like you're saying you um, would
3: right you would use something else for that or if smashing else. comes <laughs> up then
1: then that's probably the one i'm probably going to be exclusive with just be honest with you because i ain't about trying yeah. to, yeah. Try to okay. smash everybody okay. in the rotation because you're going to tie yourself out doing that
2: Keyword is exclusive okay. once you reach that exactly. exclusive level level number one i as an adult and not as a not as a boy with hormones raging anymore but i'm an adult so i understand number one i need to be careful with who i lay down with right yeah absolutely you know, I, I i i you know maybe i'm a little cocky but i'm the champ you know what i'm saying everybody can't get in the ring with the champ you know you got to earn your spot so oh my goodness that's that's how I look talk
1: it. your shit, man. Talk it, talk hey, your, I feel that energy. I feel that
2: you feel energy. That, I'm <laughs> beating my chest, bro. Because you
1: cannot be wasting your you cannot be racing your maximum effort on somebody who ain't even deserving to be in the ring with the champ. You know what I'm saying? But
2: right? you get some you people you're not like, a number one contender. they just can't handle it. You're not a number one contender, so why would you even be there? <laughs>
1: You're not. And it's like, and then because sometimes you give that person the maximum effort, then they can you they'll show you they can't handle it. You know what I'm saying? Because they, then they start going crazy and start doing dumb shit because they just they're paranoid and insecure.
2: They're still Ooh, young. And that's they're where
1: still that, young that's and where matured.
3: them seeing you out in public with another person comes across. Like, why are you mad? Because you're seeing them out with another person. It's still another experience and there's no ties. What's the problem? We have to be mature when it comes to this dating, and not a lot of people are.
1: That is right. the, that is that is the real case. Not a lot of people are very mature when it comes to dating. Let's just be honest about it. And you don't got throw age on it. You know what I'm saying, no matter how old you mm-hmm. are, it's like because uh, what I've learned is age is only a number. Because I've dated people around my age, I could tell they weren't smarter than the fifth grader. But then I dated somebody young, <laughs> and they're like, "Wow, this person's really smart." Hey.
2: Yo, know, that's important. Mm-hmm. I'm let me say, intellect. Yes. I want a woman who can match my intellect. Because Absolutely. I got to talk to you. We're not having sex 24-7. So I have to talk mm-hmm. to you. I have to be able to engage. That's one of my, that, that's one of the top things on my list when I was dating. How How, how do we talk? How do we interact? You know, if you can't, if I can't interact with you, you drop down to three immediately. You know, and you stay at three after another date, it's bye-bye. You know, okay, so well, you have a
0: time, you have a time limit.
2: Oh, absolutely,
0: absolutely. Cause that's the next question I have for for you, gentlemen. Okay. Why do some relationships just linger? Like, <laughs> let me see the best way to explain this. So say you and a a female, this is for both, both you and Victor, both you and a female connect and have a huge connection. Right. But for whatever reason, you guys just can't freaking take it off. You can't take off to like commitment world, commitment level, but the relationship just lingers on. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't just like, it doesn't go away. It's just always there. Even when you're talking to somebody else or somebody, that person's just always there. And then if one relationship ends, that person's there. It's kind of like, what is that? (laughs) Help me out here. It's called being
1: comfortable. It's called just being comfortable with being neutral.
0: So what does that mean? Unpackage that for me.
1: It just means you're comfortable. You're just comfortable in the situation. You're just comfortable in the space with the person. It just means you're just settled on being comfortable, and it's just you can't you can't you can't do that. You can't settle on just being comfortable with the person. Y'all y'all have to grow together. You know what I'm saying? And it's like so many times people are just comfortable for um, whatever reason. It could be they're just experiencing things they've never experienced before, and also it could be mean one thing: lack of ambition because and also with me you got to match my drive right. and so many times it's like people they just get get settled into something they just had the experience before so they just they some people don't know how to act and some people don't know how some people just will go grow complacent just be comfortable with where they are at when when in real life you can't be that way. you know so you got to always strive for more
0: right right so it's it's not necessarily a good or a bad thing, it's just a thing.
1: Yeah, it's just a thing. It's just it's like if you wanna settle, cool. It's like, but I want more. I want somebody that's gonna push me for more. That's gonna be like that's gonna we're gonna celebrate the victories, but we're gonna plan how we're gonna get the next victory, you know?
3: Right, right. And also and you gotta think you-
1: about that for the future because well, if you're with somebody, you think about having kids with them and stuff. We got to plan all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you don't want somebody that's just happy with being with the status quo. You got to want somebody that's being happy for more. And sometimes when I see people settling, they just settle. It's just it's like, you know, some people, they settle for the right ones because sometimes that right one, they're going to show their ambition and they're going to reward that person for settling on them.
0: So... Okay, and Chris, what about you? Why do you think there' relationships that just linger, like so, they just don't go away? Even if you're talking to somebody else, that relationship is. I call it a secure. I call it a security blanket relationship, right? So right. the relationship I, I, is there. It go and you can go and talk to somebody else. They went talk to somebody else, but you always know that person
2: is accessible. <laughs> so I, I I can speak first hand on that i've had that and and i i would say this it's one it's unhealthy um that's number one um i think we grow we grow accustomed to the relationship and even i've seen women date and but they still got this guy to hang on to and this guy's getting away scot-free because he has to bring nothing he has to bring nothing like he brings the conversation, but most of the time he's bringing penis. Let's just be real. So it, it's, it's all about comfort. So, you know, people don't know what the unknown is, so they want to stay where they're comfortable at. That doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy. Absolutely not. Uh, you know, or they really have problems with what's going on with them. And again, instead of facing those problems, they really want to just run to what's easier for them. And sometimes they don't want to be alone. It's, it's just, you know, uh, I think with Janet Jackson had that song, I get so lonely, I can't let anybody else hold me. Like, you want that person. Yeah, I'm on this date, but I want so-and-so, and I'm going to text him as soon as this date's over with. I've had, I've had that happen, you know, and I think it comes down to some of it is not valuing yourself enough to say, you know, I deserve more than this, right. you know. Uh, one one experience I went through personally with somebody I cared about very much, we broke up but it's like we couldn't let each other go so we were broken up we weren't seeing nobody else, we were still hanging out and finally she was the one that said to me you know, I just got to get you out of my system because this isn't healthy because there's nothing really going on here except for us wasting each other's time and You know, it was just something I had to move forward from. But again, this goes back to what I said, and that we have to take accountability and not only react to stimuli, you know, afraid of the unknown. That's not an excuse. Afraid of being alone. That's not an
0: excuse. With the afraid of of being alone, um, because I've heard a lot of females who are just in the space of that's a real possibility that being alone is just what's going to happen. So maybe I have to settle for something that I don't want because I don't want to be by myself.
1: And so many people go down the wrong path thinking that way, thinking that I just had to sell for him because he's all available. When, when, when honestly, to be really honest with you, the one that you probably should have given a chance to, you probably left him in the friend zone a couple of years back, if we're being really
2: oh, honest. Oh, say it.
1: You left him in the friend zone. You told him that he was <laughs> not good enough to be more than just a friend. That's what a lot mm. of problem is. And so that's why and I was no, I know because I speak from experience. This this shit has happened to me so many times. And it's like, mm-hmm. and then I see some of them same women crying about men on social media. And I'm just gonna be honest, I don't have no sympathy for you because you no. told me that I'm just good enough to be in a friend zone when I know damn well that I'm a goddamn prize. My sibling knows I'm a prize, you know what I'm saying? I know I'm a prize, and you just tell me I'm good enough to be in the friend zone, okay, well, go ahead and suffer, you know what I'm saying? Because you could have had me, but no, you want to be whining on social media, oh, men ain't this, men ain't that. So it's like, sometimes I just feel like, as many times as I've been rejected, I don't have that sympathy for for women that be saying, Oh, men ain't this, men ain't that. No, yo, let's just go ahead and be honest. Your choice in men is what sucks, and you just, just don't want to take. take accountability for yourself because your choice in men is, is what's holding you up. You don't let not y'all don't want to say that though. And if a man oh, says, oh, it, he's everything about, about, about
2: the child of God, <laughs> <laughs> he's everything I'm but
1: the child very, of
2: Christ.
1: If he says I'm that, I'm very just care about why my,
0: <laughs> my uh. But actually the last, the second, the um, not the very last podcast, but the second one, um, I spoke about having to be accountable for your choice and partners and your choice and what you allow. And I tell people all the time, what you allow is what you choose. So to sit and complain about certain behaviors, if you're allowing it, that's what you're choosing. And Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of self-reflection to be honest about that. And it gets to a point where you get fed up. You get fed up with A, the the behavior. You you get fed up with the non-movement. You get fed up with whatever, A, B, or C, Pick pick a choice. And that's when the change happens. Otherwise, when you're not accountable, right? And when you feel that, You can deal with this or you're choosing that. Even if you're not happy, you have to be able to deal with the consequences when it happens. And sometimes that doesn't feel good. A lot of times that doesn't feel good. So I hear you 110%.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I just want to say this. Like he said, a a lot of times, a lot of times this comes back down to hyperbole. And like people don't want to talk about it. Or Kevin Samuels has made it sound bad, or whatever, but it's not—it's not wrong. Just because you don't like the person that's delivering the information, Hypergamy is real. The difference between my—and and I'm talking about my version—a uh, high-value woman is not led by her hypergamy. We're all hypergamous That's how nature works. That's our instincts. That's who we're—we—that's who we are. But. We are also conscious beings. We can't be ruled by our hypergamy. We have to be ruled by our consciousness. So just because you might prefer status, or you might prefer a high-value sexual male, or you might prefer a high-value financial male, or you might prefer uh, safety and security, whatever that looks like, and and some women might prefer pure intellect. Whatever you may prefer, you can find that in a guy. But if he doesn't present the other things that you want, you can't simply go off of that thing. There has to be some type, some level of consciousness in your choice. Yes, he's got that, but what is his behavior? Is it acceptable for me? Is it beneficial for me? And I've known women who have stayed in uh, situationships and the guys told them straight up, we we will never be nothing. But I'll call you when I want you. Is wow. she mad and upset, but she accepts it? You choose that, what you accept. That that's a conscious decision. Don't get right. mad because who you want doesn't want you. Hello. Be more aware about who you are and then go get what you want.
0: But you make it sound so easy, Chris. Like I can be uh, it, in intentional, being intentional when trying to build a relationship is so important because you have to know what you want. So I'll, I'll give you that. When you don't know what you want, you're going to get whatever comes up, up on shore. Absolutely. So exactly. having that ability to know what you want is key and being selective with that is key. But that can also be a lonely road. Because like, if you're looking for somebody who, you know, knows how to keep you safe, knows how to protect your heart, knows how to lead, knows how to to encourage, knows how to embrace authenticity. And some of those characteristics can be hard to find, right? So it's a situation of people who are cool being by themselves, me, like I said, myself being an introvert, I'm have i I'm good being by myself, but I don't necessarily wanna die alone. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, right. yeah, I can be selective, but it's kind of the look of the draw, right? Like, because no. everybody's talking about rotation and all these datings, like, that's exhausting to me.
2: Well, it, anything worth doing is gonna take work. Like, you got this podcast, that took work. But that's fun. Well, Make us, you
1: know, they say, good things come to those who wait so trust me trust and believe i feel your pain trust and believe i feel your pain because i've been through it, you know what i'm saying i know sometimes you don't want to wait and sometimes you will find yourself being patient for the wrong ones and then you yes. impatient for the right oh ones God. you know what i'm saying so sometimes you just gotta it's all a healing process and also you got to recognize those things that like, when you get impatient and stuff and some people will show you that they're worth your time and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so it's just all a matter of time you just sometimes you got to wait you know what I'm saying because I'm going through it right now it's like it ain't fun trust me trust me it ain't fun when you talk to your sibling and then your sibling's like what is what is what is he at I want to f her up I'm like you know what <laughs> sometimes I'm like go ahead do your thing sis <laughs>
0: Yeah, I have a brother like that too, but he's chill now. But back in the day, I would not tell him anything about somebody hurting me because I know there would be hell to pay. And Chris can co-sign on that.
1: <laughs> no, oh, yeah. My, yeah. See, my yeah. sister yeah. knows I'm the yeah. same way. I'm the same way oh, about yeah. her, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm holding her straight now because of uh, the person she's dealing with. But you know what? I'm I'm holding restraint, you know, hoping that um she knows what she's doing. Well,
2: I, I'm going to just say this. I think a lot of times, uh, in these situations, and again, this goes back to making a decision and paying attention to what's going on around you, not only your self-awareness, but having awareness of your reality. And, you know, we say, you know, I've heard women say, you know, they want somebody to, you know, be sensitive or, you know, whatever the things that women (laughs) really like, but, uh, I think you have to pay attention and see if they display these things in their life outside of you. Oh, that's a good one. Because Mm -hmm. if he doesn't display leadership outside of you, how are you going to expect him to all of a sudden be a leader if he's never displayed it in his life before he met you? How can you expect him to be sensitive or sympathetic when he doesn't display that or affectionate? When he doesn't display that in his own life, outside of you, so if it's only displayed with you, that means it can fail, because it's 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 only about how he feels about you at that, that time. But right. if if it's consistent in how he he displays these attributes, like I'm, I mean, be serious. If you think about some of your failed relationships and think about the attributes they displayed with other people. Outside of you, like the things that you thought about them were they really there, or was that what you were placing on them? Ooh. You just didn't you
0: just hit a nerve, Chris. No, you didn't. <laughs> you just hit a I mean, nerve. It no, that, makes that,
3: makes <laughs>
0: <laughs> that makes sense, though. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of females, self included, myself included where you build a persona around somebody and expect them to live up to that expectation and when that was never them in the first place. I, hey, Ooh. look, I'm, I'm aware, I've done it, guilty. and But it was a learning experience and you, you fall in love with somebody who doesn't exist. So right. again, it's like dating a ghost because you are imagining somebody's potential when they don't have the skill to ever be that.
2: So, I hear you. But you friend-zoned Jimmy, who showed you everything. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thank you. First of all, I don't know no damn Jimmy. But <laughs> <laughs> I've never friend-zoned anybody. I, I, I'm more, I'm, I, I guess, I've never told somebody you are going to just stay a friend. Maybe that just happens because I have more male friends than female friends because I just get along with males more, but I don't necessarily think anybody's been friend-zoned. Well, if I've well, ever friend
2: with you and you're let listening, me let me know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> let me say this, Michelle. I, I, there's two sides to every coin. Guys who get friend-zoned, part of it is their fault. Part of it is their fault, I will say that. Yeah, that's true. They, they, they don't let the woman know that they're really interested or, you know, they they don't grab life by the balls and go do what they need to do as a man concerning this woman. Or, you know, they, they just don't let her know. So she assumes he's a friend. Well, most men don't want to be your friend. Like, I, I'm just gonna. You hit the nail. He ain't lying. Head, that's he's exactly, not lying. That's exactly you guys stupid. are you guys are lying.
1: That is no, not he's true. not lying. It's like Mm-mm. the only times I've had females that I'm just like, okay, I'm just going, for, I'm okay with being friends Up, this woman was giving me advice on other women. If she was always picking me up from rejection and stuff, if she was always enlightening me on things and putting me on game, those are the kind of women I looked at. I was like, okay. Hey, they're just friends. They're my safe space. I go to them, So I'm not going to ruin this by trying to pursue them. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. I learned the hard way that, if you try to pursue somebody in the friend zone, that's how you just get your heart stomped on, you know what I'm saying? And also <laughs> and also, don't wait because sometimes it might be a time limit, you know what I'm saying? Because oh, sometimes definitely. that person might be feeling you right then and there, but then by the time you get around to feeling them, they probably not even feeling you or they're on to somebody else.
2: So I, what I'm hearing is... I'm going to say this. So, number <laughs> one, most guys that get friend zone... <clears throat> Well, okay, let me let me back all the way up. Let's make things perfectly clear. The number one thing a man thinks about when he sees you is what? I'm a good friend. Have Come you. on now. <laughs> oh, no, I'm a no. good friend. See, this, this is, <laughs> this is, I, I'm sorry, Michelle, but that's the unrealistic part that women have in their head. That's why I wanted the women to fill in the blank. When a man is first looking at a woman, the first thing that instinctually comes to him is sex. Shut up!
3: up. That can't I be it. true. I
2: think y'all I think the it. same, women think the same way.
3: I don't think looking
2: at dudes like, I want to smash. No, no, no. It, it's not even, I'm not addressing you with my eyes or nothing. None of that mess. But if you're not a, a, a close friend or family, a relative, you know, if you're not none of that, and you just a woman I see out walking her dog or whatever, then, and I look at you and I find you attractive. That's what I'm looking at is you're attractive. I, I w- I'm I, genetically inclined to be visual. So that's uh-huh. my first thing I'm looking at. I'm not thinking about being your friend. I wanna see <laughs> oh what the rest gosh. of you look like. So you, now- But I'm a great friend.
3: Michelle, uh, the shock in your voice is killing me, girl. <laughs>
0: i'm I'm legit shocked because I have a lot of men friends what is, I don't no, but they, at one point they probably thought
2: about smashing or they wanted to no, there's no way well
3: what? like you said that definitely he said if it's not like family and the majority of your male friends have already um crowned you as family like sisters, so yeah they're not going to look at you in that manner okay, right. okay. All right. yeah I'll take
2: that no I'll take that I don't mean every day like right now I'm just saying. Like if, if you meet a guy at work y'all get to working together unless y'all just have just this work relationship but if it it goes over into hanging out after work and all this other stuff, oh yeah, he has other thoughts about you now whether he moves on those thoughts or that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing but but please believe most men like how you think about a girlfriend, he's not your girlfriend. Uh, at I one see. point, he, 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 he looked at you in a sexual manner. Yeah. Uh, so that's
3: that's how <laughs> my lying. male friends became my male friends, because they were looking at me in that manner, but because they didn't, uh, they weren't, uh, not aggressive, but, you know, they didn't man up and say, hey, I'm interested in that manner. I um, automatically put him in the friend zone, and, you know, what's your opinion on this, that, and the third? Does my hair look cute? You know, put it, you're now my girlfriend, because... You didn't say anything. So, mm. you know, I, I didn't want to make the assumption like I'm nice and cocky, you know, like, oh, you just want me. No, I wasn't going to do that. You didn't talk to me like that. So now I put the friend zone cap on and I'll ask you about this guy and what about this relationship and do these yeah. shoes look cute? You,
2: now you can't wait until someone. she starts talking about Jim over in an accounting. Yeah. Oh, and then you're <laughs> like, back, we're back i back to my shot. We're
3: back to the gym. You're already a girlfriend. <laughs> That's too much sir
0: this is so interesting this is so wow okay 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 as i let that sink in we're, we're about to play a game with you fellas we're about to play a game called rapid fire so i'm gonna let nicole oh. give the um, give the directions and then we're gonna go rapid fire with you two guys and you guys are gonna give us give us what's
3: on your head what's on the dome okay so this is uh, this without type of situation. So you can pick one or the other, not both. We're just trying to get a crystal clear sign of what a uh, male values, okay? <clears throat> so would you rather, this is a, in a relationship manner. Would you rather be cherished or respected? Respected.
1: Respected because you could be cherished.
2: Well, I, I I, don't care about being cherished i want to be respected it's going to take respect for us to do what we got to do
3: um and that's what the uh research shows that men want to be respected in a relationship and women want to be cherished so i asked that to prove the point i so appreciate that fellas
1: well if the you respect one... somebody long enough you will be cherished
3: yeah but respect i, honestly first. Think, yeah. I think men receive being respected as cherishing them
2: oh that's good yes i'll agree yes yeah i agree with that
3: um okay so the next one and again this is you know trying to frame it for what we women need to hear from men would you rather your woman be successful or supportive
2: supportive
1: supportive because sometimes successful women it just goes to the head
2: I, I won't even say it goes to their head, but I'll say if she's, if she's overly, well, not overly successful, but if she's success, she's had to do things to get there. And we all are adults, and we, we've we done things that we are successful in, and it takes focus that you will have to take away from other things. Some things will have to be sacrificed. I don't want right. to be sacrificed by my woman.
0: You're right. You're speaking. You're speaking truth there. I live that.
3: Absolutely. All right. Um, so the next one is Would you rather your woman be peaceful or challenging?
2: Peaceful, I'm gonna say
1: challenging because sometimes I need to be sharpened, I need to have that woman that's gonna challenge me so that way the world, when I'm ready, to, I can be faced the world, you know what I'm saying? Because they say iron sharpens iron, so I'm but I'm not only heard to be challenging all the time now, but
2: <laughs> so I, well. I want to say something to that. So in my mind, because I think we have different thoughts on that. When I hear challenging woman, I think of a woman that doesn't know how to be a woman. and That's, mm-hmm. that's immediately what comes to my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I should be able, she should, my woman, I should have peace when I'm with her. And in that peace, she can correct me. Us being at peace has nothing her being a peaceful woman has nothing to do with her correcting me, correcting me or giving me a kick in the butt when I need it. But her being challenging, you if you start being challenging, that's masculine acting. And I'm gonna tell you right now, we're not gonna go over well with each other. And I think as
3: a grown woman, I truly believe there's a way to course correct your man in a peaceful manner. Like you don't have to be, you know, um aggressively telling them what to do like you can do it in a feminine manner and still be peaceful That's Absolutely. Like sense. okay so the next one is would you rather your woman be strong or sweet
2: strong
1: definitely strong because sweet don't get things done
2: right
3: <laughs> speak it Correct. um and the next one would you rather your woman be a leader or a follower
1: well, that's the tough one. I'm gonna say leader, but she needs she needs to understand that when it comes to us, who the leader is.
2: I'm I'm gonna say follower, and the reason really? I say follower, Chris. wait 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 wait. I am don't, don't don't be feminist and womanist and everything on me right quick. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say follower, and the reason I say that. Uh, I've been in management for years and I've learned the most when I follow. I believe a woman has to learn to be a servant queen just as a man has to learn how to be a servant king because it's not about her in the relationship. It's not about me. It's about us. Mm -hmm. And if I'm leading, she needs to know how to follow. But if I'm hurt, hurt because she's been following me, she'll also know how to lead.
3: Nice.
0: Okay. Okay, Okay, Chris. Okay.
3: Yeah, All right. I agree. Did you, did you answer, Victor? Yeah. And yeah, he wants the leader. Okay. So you want the leader in the relationship? Uh, relationship?
1: No, just in life. But when it comes to the relationship, she needs to know how to let us lead.
2: Okay. No, I yep. disagree, Victor. <laughs> she don't got to let you do nothing. <laughs>
1: I, I did, know I, you got to earn earned it. it. I know uh, on my bad. I mean, I take
2: the to I I listen, and it's cool. I'll, I'll rock with you 100% because I like a lot of the things you say. But I, I hear men all the time, and I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt the game, but I hear men all the time talking about, oh, black women need to submit. Black women, da 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 No. If I'm, there's no relationship I've been in where I didn't have a woman submit to me.
1: I've heard, I heard that same thing because a lot of those men, they're not doing what it takes to make a woman exactly.
0: submit. Exactly. We we're, were not, not doing do our it takes femininity.
1: A woman to submit. So I've heard right. those same things. Right. Lady, exactly. and I, I, felt,
3: this, <laughs> I lined these questions up around that subject. So that way us black females can hear it and not be triggered by the word submit. But these are all things that contribute to, you know, following your man and, and, you know, being secure in the fact that he's leading your household forward in a progressive manner as opposed to down in the trash
0: right so exactly
1: and, exactly. and i'm gonna I, I
0: have no problem submitting as long as he's the leader and i feel safe to do so if i don't but, feel safe i'm not submitting if i don't ch- feel safe
2: michelle if if I, i've never said to my wife i need you to submit to me I've never said that to her. Because it should when I happen that house, I'm the man yeah. of that house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And even, even if she knows how to do something better than me, she still looks at me. But my mindset is you know it better. You do it because a great leader understands his resources. Yes. You don't know yes. everything. Yes. Absolutely. So I understand she can do this better than me or I can do this better. And that's what we work towards because that's how we become in sync. It is the right. job of the man to, to create the oneness in the relationship, to create synergy in the relationship and go from independence to interdependence. But nice. she's not going to do that with somebody. She, she If she's a natural leader, she's going to be a natural leader. And she's not going to follow anybody unless she, She naturally feels she can follow him. That's life, that's nature. Exactly. If a a pride of lionesses don't believe a male lion is worthy anymore, they will kick him out. (laughs) (laughs) That's nature.
1: That's definitely nature.
3: Nature. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is good. Okay, my last and final question is uh, What is more valuable to a man, time or money?
2: Time is money. You never get it back. Amen. A not. Yep. Can't get it back.
1: I uh, I have to agree with him. Time.
2: Yep. I completely I, agree. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to share something personal. My first marriage failed. In part because I was concerned with the money. I made very good money. I made more than the average household in America. Was was clocking near twice more, and my family. I was growing everything around my family. It was for them, but I was missing out on time with my children. I wasn't spending time with my my then wife. Not not to say things still wouldn't work out because I you know there was some other factors going on, but that was a key factor. And I as a man had to realize chasing the money, it ain't about chasing the money. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And I think that rounds out our rapid fire questions, Nicole. Was that the
3: last one or you had any more? Nope, that was the last one. The reason why I wanted, again, Black females to receive this message from these men is so that way they understand that the value is time. So when you're talking about dating or building a relationship, one, if they're not spending any time with you, then kind of understand the position that you're in. If they're, you know, just spending money on you and no time, then again, that's where the value is. They can go ahead and get the money and have that replaced. You can't replace the time. That's true.
2: Right.
0: That's, absolutely. So as we're coming to an end, I'm going to give the stage one last time to Victor and Chris. And I want you guys to use that opportunity. If there was one thing, one misconception or one thing you want black women to know, what would it be? So I'm gonna hand the mic to you first, Victor, and then I'll hand to Chris.
1: Just hand the mic to me first. Okay. Um
0: no pressure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the one thing that I know I um, want black women to know that is we out here. That men that will do everything you want, we out here. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the ma- major thing. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you got to be patient with us. The same way we got to be patient with y'all, y'all got to be patient with us. But don't waste your time on somebody that's showing no potential and no ambition, though.
0: All right. Nice, Chris. Nice. What's yeah. one thing? Not one thing. It could be how many ever, but if you had the mic to talk to all the black women in America or on the planet, because we have international watchers, what would that be?
2: Um, Specifically to my African-American sister, I would say, um, number one, take care of your mental health. You know, uh, black women have gone through a lot. They've, even, even amongst other women, they've gone through a lot. Uh, Whether it be, you know, different things such as sexual abuse or uh, predation uh, in their adulthood, Um, you know, just relationships with their parents um, or family, you know, take, take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health because you're no good to anyone else if you don't take care of you. And it's not his job to fix you. It's his job to help you be better, but it's not his job to fix you. Um, I would also say, you know, take the time to realize that you are so much more than what the world tries to make you out to be. And you're not the angry black woman. You're the misunderstood woman. You're the neglected woman. And that there are good men out there, but you have to be conscious over being hypergamous. Let, you know, appreciate that little girl in you that took the abuse, took the hard hits for you, and allowed you to grow up into a beautiful woman. But it's time to say goodbye to her. You got to let her go so that you can be the, the grown woman that you need to be. And that you can help fill this earth with more young black kings and queens and warriors. That's it.
0: That's awesome. That's a, And that's a great, great place to um, wrap it up. I want to go around one more time mm-hmm. and let you all kind of give uh, where we can find you, uh, your your pods, your websites, your IGs, so we can all stay connected, collaborate, reach out. Um Chris and Victor said hey there's decent guys out here so at least there's some hope right ladies at least there's some hope but go ahead Victor and let the listeners know how they can find you and where we can keep on listening to your words of wisdom
1: all right side note to that if I can have hope as many times as I've been treated wrong by women y'all can have hope too but uh, I'll say that on that note, because I gotta tell my sister that all day, quit looking at the mother races of men, because the mother races of men can't love you like a brother can. But you can find me at um, Real V Jones on Twitter and Instagram, Liquor Talk Podcast on Instagram, and Liquor Talk Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio, wherever you get your podcasts at, and uh, and also on YouTube. We're out here working. I'd love to have you ladies on on sometimes. So you know what? Hell, Mr. Chris, you want to come on too? Let me know. We'll work it out, That's y'all. Sure. Let's go to work.
3: Absolutely.
0: Let Absolutely. You know. Thank you. Thank you for that. I'm so happy you're here and, and the knowledge that you shared with us and the listeners today. Your turn, Chris. How are we going to find you?
2: Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook at uh, Kissing Chris, um, where we're just inspiring people to live better. To think better, think higher, live better. Uh you can also find us on Instagram and we again we're doing the same things and uh it's really truly been a, ple- been a pleasure uh being on here with you guys uh wow. getting to know everyone in the show. Uh Vic, hey, I would love to check you out and um Mr. Cole, I I would love just I'd love just to talk. Just for us to talk. Uh, I I I can hear the The intelligence oozing from you. So, Um, (laughs) yeah. uh, And Michelle, uh, uh, like a big sis to me, uh, uh, thank you for having me on your show.
0: Absolutely, Chris. And you'll be back. I need to have you and my brother on the show at the same time. That would be a a whole experience.
2: Now, you know, we can get a
0: little food together. Hey, that's what we're here for. I, I, I grew up with you, so I know. <laughs> all right, Nicole, where can they find you?
3: Um, first of all, I just wanted to say uh, as a Black woman to you, Black men, I just wanted to say thank you. I appreciate you sharing your knowledge and your words with us. Um, it takes a certain level of vulnerability to be open like that. And I know there's like that fear of being judged. So I'm glad that you both had an opportunity to be heard. Um, Cause I know a lot of times on some of these uh, social media areas, um, your voice tends to be drowned out. So thank you for um, sharing with us and know that you are heard and will be heard by other listeners. So I wanted to express gratitude. Uh, second, um, you can find me here on this podcast, one. And two, I recently pivoted my business to um, create a space for healing men. And um, my Instagram is clear.victory. Um, it's, there's really nothing up yet, but there will be. And I am an emotional intelligence coach. So that's the lane that I'm in. Those are the things that I like to discuss and help with. So um, reach out either here on this podcast or on Instagram and we can talk.
0: Awesome. And thank you everybody for listening. We had a lot of information come out, so you might have to watch, listen to it again, take some notes, let some stuff sink in. I I'm still sinking in some things, especially about the whole friendship thing. Um, But I'm super excited. I'm glad we had these amazing guests to kick off the first episode of the second season. And I'm looking forward to all that is to come because I hope that everybody is a repeat as we work together. All right, you guys take care, and thanks for joining. And we'll see you next time. And we're done. Talk to y'all later.
2: Bye bye. All right,
1: y'all so have a good
0: night. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And remember, even though mental health concepts might have been discussed, we are not a replacement for professional help. And if anything triggered you in this episode, please reach out to your local professional mental health specialist to seek assistance. You can also find us in the webs at the looking glass podcast on Instagram and also on our YouTube channel through the looking glass, check out some of our inserts, check out some of our guests and our links to other guest podcasts. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to talk to you again.